From the Rodney Kiefery Podcast Network, I'm Isaiah Castilleja, and this is Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. On this episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0, Coach Mock talks to us about her focus on developing her staff to be leaders in our profession, how she strives to have her athletes be internally driven to be elite, and how coaching many different types of sports early on in your career helps develop a great coach. All this on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Team Builder is the premier strength and conditioning app for teams and private facilities. Used by more than 2,500 organizations around the world, performance coaches can write training programs online for athletes to access on their mobile app or on tablets in the weight room. You can even print individualized workout cards of your programs directly from their systems. Right now, when you start a 14-day trial, use promo code CHALK, that is promo code C-H-A-L-K, to access more than 70 strength and conditioning programs directly in your Team Builder account, including four sports science questionnaire templates. Today, coaches from around the country use Team Builder's built-in questionnaire module to create COVID-19 pre-screening questionnaires sent to athletes daily. We've been using Team Builder at MSU Denver for several years now and cannot recommend them enough. Hewitt and his staff go above and beyond to help create an outstanding user experience for all the teams they work with. I've yet to run into a type of periodization or programming format that the staff at Team Builder cannot tackle and create. From asking around, it is clear more college and high school strength coaches use Team Builder more than any other training program available. Go to teambuilder.com and check them out. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Today, I'm joined by Coach Stephanie Mock. She is the Director of Olympic Sports Strength Conditioning at Mississippi State. Prior to Mississippi State, she was an Assistant Director of Olympic Sports at Clemson University, and she also had stops at the University of Pittsburgh and West Virginia University. Coach, welcome to the podcast, and thank you for joining us. No, I'm really excited to be on and I'm excited to get rolling with some of these questions and conversations. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Could you give us a little bit more information on your current role? Yeah, so being the director of Olympic sports here at Mississippi State, I oversee the assistants that I have on staff, my one GA, my paid interns and the unpaid interns. Uh, we have all the Olympic sports that train out of this weight room. Uh, I'm mainly in charge of, of course, oversight of all these different teams and also collaboration within the other support staff roles. So sports psych, athletic training, nutrition, um, and then myself. So collaborating with all those different areas um, and bringing ideas to the table. Also, we work a lot with on campus, um, the engineering department. So we actually have engineering interns as well that my assistant Aaron Duval oversees with his background he came from uh, University of Texas and he was a sports scientist there so I wanted to make sure we utilize him at the highest level um, and the assets that he brings to the table so he oversees those interns and they actually do a lot of our tech breakdown um, analysis and also building that out as well so not only um, within athletics we have relationships we also work to have relationships on campus as well um, to maximize all of our resources here at Mississippi State. That is awesome. And 
is that something that existed before you, like the relationship with the engineering department, or is that something since you got there, you've looked to develop? Yeah, luckily, whenever I did arrive here, um, the head football strength coach, Anthony Paroli, he's actually at the Buccaneers now. He had a really good relationship with the, the engineering department. He actually had a PhD student from over there um, doing research. So whenever I got here, luckily, Anthony put me in contact with um, Ruben that works in engineering oversight. Um, and then also a couple of the other professors as well um, and hooked me up with, hey, these are some great resources we have here. If you want to do any type of like mocap, um, any type of analysis over on campus, sending them over there to do some of that. And then also like any type of force plate testing and then also any type of research that we're looking into and working through the university as well. So luckily football did already have a, a pre-existing relationship. And then Anthony um, sent them my way because it's interesting, of course, like working with one team and also basketball, Colin Crane over there basketball they have a great relationship with engineering as well um but here we have all different types of sports right we have nine different sports that train out of this weight room whether they're rotational a linear type sport like track and field so our population of sports um, makes it quite diverse for any type of research they're looking into nice Uh, that sounds awesome and when you got to mississippi state and you were the the director and all the culture and policies, procedures are there. You now, what were you looking to establish when you got there with, I guess your athletes as well as your staff? Yeah. One thing, whenever I did arrive here at Mississippi state, and luckily I'd seen this at Clemson prior to um, working under the director there, Rick Franzblau, we had all the Olympic sports training out of one space. So it was a very collaborative effort within the whole entire staff to allow us to do, whether it's specialized training, like having the juniors and seniors on one training program and the, the freshman and sophomore, but there were two weight rooms here at Mississippi state for Olympic sports. And I really wanted to take the time um, and make sure we're utilizing the resources at a high level to bring every into one space and we don't, we don't have that many olympic sports here at mississippi state so i knew it could be done um, and then also just from like a budget standpoint maximizing our uh, physical potential so rather than allocating resources to two weight rooms buying all the bands chalk all the little stuff that does add up i wanted to bring everybody into one space and i knew with me me taking it over and bringing new staff in i brought aaron duval my assistant he had interned for me at clemson and also trey north my other assistant that interned for me at clemson bringing them here i really wanted the student athletes to understand the culture we were trying to instill and then also having all hands on deck it's not just me working with my student athletes um it's uh, my assistant trey out there with me helping with softball or volleyball and aaron and the paid interns the unpaid interns the gas because you want to create a situation that the interns are being to ex- exposed to all the different sport coaches developing relationships then all also all the different student athletes as well um, and learning about them, whether it's energy system development, um, KPIs for all the different sports, but bringing everybody into one space. Um, and one of the big core values for Mississippi State is a family culture. So I thought it would be really important to get all these sports in one space and then actually doing that um, talking with administration, they allowed me to redo the whole entire weight room because physically it looks a lot better. If you try to redo two weight rooms, that's going to be pretty expensive. But whenever you show them just redoing one weight room, Mm -hmm. it looks a lot cheaper. So being able to do that and um, them really giving me the funding to 
build out my own new space. Um, that really makes sense to the training that we're trying to instill here at Mississippi State, along with um, bringing on a lot of different pieces of technology for a higher level of assessment and then just collecting a lot of that objective data that allows us to do our job at an even higher level, higher level because we're measuring everything. And your weight room is awesome, you know, <laughs> having saw that one unveiled, what, a year and a half ago, two years ago? I'm going on my third year here at Mississippi State as the director, so it's crazy. Um, time flies, but yeah, like it's been here. Um, I did it within like the first six months. Uh, I had to do like a SWOT analysis of the weight room, uh, both weight rooms, and just what my plan was going forward. Not only from a weight room standpoint, but staffing standpoint, I had to put together a five-year plan. So my first six months here definitely were quite busy. Of really laying out uh, what my goals were coming in here, like you said, and just the culture I wanted to build. Um, and the one beautiful thing about my job is I'm working with so many different head sport coaches that I have the ability to learn from, mm-hmm. um, like brainstorm with, of, hey, this is what was done in the past. Uh, this is something that I'd really like to see. Um, then also just talking to them about um, these are the core values we're looking to instill from a weight room standpoint. And also we're here to support the sport coaches' core values as well. So it's been a, a really exciting time. And every year, it's just like we're building slowly but surely. And um, just some of the sport coaches I've worked around, they're like, hey, culture isn't built or core values aren't installed within one year. It takes up to five years to really build a true culture, whether it's like the All Blacks, um, some of the biggest and most well-renowned sports teams and in the country. It takes a lot of time um, to really build something special. And that's the one tough thing with – our uh, field with strength and conditioning as people are constantly jumping from place to place to place. And you never really get to see like, Hey, have I ever seen through uh, a student athlete's development from freshman year to senior? You're like seeing all four years. That's really a special thing. Mm-hmm. And when, um, we're slowly but surely getting there. Me going on year three, it's, it's an exciting time to be here at Mississippi state for sure. Absolutely. That is a lot of positive change there in, in a short period of time. That's a really good thing. So you had mentioned SWOT analysis and talking to administration about, you know, the the cost effectiveness of having going from two weight rooms to one weight room. And that's a lot of thought process that directors will see. What would you say you experienced or saw at Clemson or anywhere else that you had been that prepared you? That's like, that's a big time step, not only to get a, be a director and and be have your own program but also within six months have a you know a gorgeous weight room and have a five-year plan for you know personnel that that's a a lot of responsibility so uh, where did you learn that or how did you what prepared you for that yeah I got really lucky being at Clemson for such a long period of time and under two different directors and seeing their leadership styles. But when I had first arrived at Clemson, I started literally as an unpaid intern. And then I just worked up the ranks from unpaid intern um, to GA, GA to assistant, assistant to assistant director. And I really saw through, um, so Dennis Love was the director at first when I arrived there and they had literally like right when I got there, they were still finishing the weight room, putting in the play flooring, installing Sornex racks. Like literally I was there when they were laying everything down. So that was really cool to arrive when they were laying out the brand new weight room and just asking them about the thought process behind it. Because prior to it was a a football weight room at Clemson. They had transitioned out and now it was turning into an Olympic sports weight room. And whenever you're thinking about having 
three different teams training in a weight room at one time versus just one team, it's going to look a little bit different from a, a functionality standpoint and flow um, and just trying to figure out what works. So I think I got really lucky to get there at a time that they were actually renovating the weight room then. And then also um, as the first director phased out, Dennis Love and Rick Francois took over um, me being under his wing and seeing how he took over the program and what his expectations were um, being able to be at one place for like around five years and really seeing things through uh, really important for me um, taking over this director role because I had already been at a program kind of starting from all right new director starting from the ground up um, with Rick at Clemson then when I came here I'd already been through it and I think it's really important one thing that Rick did really good from a leadership standpoint with me is he made sure he prepared me for whenever I got this position, I was ready and I was going to do a great job at it. So I had already been in charge of the budget with him. I went to budget meetings um, and then also I'd been to administrative meetings. So he took the time to prepare me by, um, as a director, he didn't have to take me to a lot of these meetings, right? He could have just gone by himself and he made sure like, hey, he asked me, what's my end goal? And I said, I want to be a director. And he's like, all right, I'm here to help prepare you for that. So I think as I've moved into this leadership role, I make sure that I do that with my assistants as well. I'm giving them um, the skill sets. So, hey, I'm preparing for you for whether it's HR um, situations that you may run into, hiring and firing, um, along with budget situations, administrative meetings, how to carry yourself in those meetings, um, meeting with different head coaches if you may have certain issues, whether it's like a conditioning test and trying to meet them halfway and hear them out and just understanding what all this position entails and the seat entails. And I got really lucky to have or work under somebody that took the time to educate me on and include me in on different pieces that would help me be prepared to get to the seat, you know, because it's one thing to really be like, all right, this is my goal. And then you get there and you're like, all right, well, now I'm here, but it's like different if you're a little bit more process oriented in a sense of, all right, this is where I want to get to. And then now that I've gotten here, this is the program that I want to build out because my year one looks way different from my year three here at Mississippi State. It's great that you had that opportunity and, and I guess a director or a mentor that was willing to be open with you and be like, hey, you want you want this, so here it is. You're going to go to these important meetings and talk to the higher ups and you know speak their language. And I think that's good that you're instilling that within your own assistants too because i'm sure every assistant strength coach had dreams or at least working towards running their own program one day and i think that's a, a good thing that you're able to let them know like here's what here's what it takes for sure with your culture with your athletes so if i were to you know head over to your weight room and you know, watch is you. You were at softball, right? I softball and volleyball. Volleyball, yeah, softball and volleyball. So if I were to walk into a softball workout, what kind of culture would I see with you and your athletes? Yeah, I really preach to them, and I think it's come to be very valuable in these times with COVID nineteen. Um, control the controllables, right? So. I preach to them and like, you see all these different words up on different walls and different facilities and whatever else, but I try to keep it really simple. Like you're in control of your attitude, your effort and your discipline every day, you know, so mm. those three things. And also up on uh, the weight room wall in here um, is whoever, wherever, whenever. And I think that's also come very handy with COVID-19 as well, not knowing when we're playing, who we're playing and when we're playing, you know? So I think it's been 
it's been great to instill some of these core values from year one with them to now because they have the skill sets built up to handle a situation like this to the, the best of their understanding, you know, mm-hmm. um, well, it's not going to be, be perfect, but um, I'm just really big on consistency, whether it's with myself, my athletes and my staff. Um, like I bring it every day and I expect the same thing from my athletes. And it's not like me putting fancy quotes up on the wall and like trying to motivate people all the time. Like we're at an elite level and I expect them to carry themselves like elite athletes. So uh, I really preach to them, embrace training, you know, and especially embrace change right now because change is the only constant in our lives. So really embracing change um, and embracing the challenges that are put in front of us as well. So my student athletes, definitely if you came in, um, we embrace training and we love it, you know, we get after it and uh, consistency. Like we have a really, like I really tell them like player led, not coach fed. So if I be here for some reason, like things shouldn't go like completely downhill fast, right? Like whether I tell them they respect me um, the same way as like you respect my unpaid interns, like it goes across the board, all constant. And um, also a big thing, if you ask them, uh, I preach them be internally driven. So the music does not phase us because we have a lot of different student athletes in the weight room, whether they're nice. from the islands, from Mississippi, um, um, Italy. So uh, that's another thing I would say. Um, don't complain about the music ever with the <laughs> uh, be internally driven. And our, our sports psychologist likes that as well. Um, nice. It's pretty funny. The first time she heard it, she's like, love that. I already tried to instill that in them. So uh, yeah, just consistency and uh, embracing training. You know, we're really lucky to be in the situation we are. We get to compete in one of the best conferences in the country. So don't take that for granted. But yeah, just controlling the controllables. Like I said, attitude, effort, discipline, and just uh, whoever, wherever, whenever, you know, like you just got to be ready. Like, especially with softball, the weather outside, you don't know what's coming. You got to be ready. We could be on a, a three-hour weather delay and you got to pick back up and go. And I think right. things have really uh, transferred over well with COVID-19. Um, you know, like those are things that you're in control of and that's what we have to focus on right now. Um, not so much like the outcome, right? The wins and losses whatsoever, because some people aren't even playing, you know? So um, really focusing on those different things for sure. And I'm very uh, energetic for sure. <laughs> I would definitely <laughs> nice. say that as well. All right. There you go. So, that, that, that's awesome. Uh, and you, and you said your athletes respect, you know, the, the volunteer intern is the same way as they, uh, you know, they treat you just out of you know, respect. Do you try to instill control controllables and be internally driven with your, your staff as well? Is that, look, is it something you're like, look, we're all in this together and we're doing it or do you prefer your coaches or be like, just be you, but as long as you follow these rules. Yeah. I mean, I always tell one, I tell the interns, you should always carry yourself like the position above you. So mm-hmm. if you're a paid intern, you should be carrying yourself like a paid intern or a GA, you know, because nice. you don't know when you're going to get promoted. And that's what I was told coming up in the field as well. And it actually became very important because when I was at Clemson, I got elevated within the same university from spot to spot to spot. So you really need to focus on that. Um, oh, yeah. And then also like, yeah, I, I don't force people to fit a mold, right? We all have different personalities. We actually just did this uh, Red Bull like personality type assessment piece. Um, it's on our Instagram page. If you want to go find it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. looking at like uh, everyone's four different qualities, like mine came out to be sociable, innovative, supportive, and confident. Um, and we did that activity because half our staff is brand new. Like we have two new 
um, paid interns, three new unpaid interns, a new GA, like literally 50% of our staff is new and I need to figure out, all right, what are your strengths and how can I play to those as a director? Um, but the biggest thing for me is just like work ethic, you know, is extremely important uh, to me. Being trustworthy is, is extremely important as well. And then just relentless pursuit for knowledge um, is extremely important too. Like if you can, if you can do those three things for me, um, that's really important to help, uh, the ship go sailing. Right. And, uh, um, the other big one is from Bill Belichick. It's just do your job. It's either you do it or you don't, you know, it's self-explanatory. Like I tell the interns, like you can be extremely successful here. If you just do these minimal things, you know, like it's, you just got to knock these different things out. And then as you build trust with me, that's more responsibilities I'll give you. And, uh, especially with the unpaid interns, um, I heard this at a conference before, but like they're coming to work for you for, uh, for free. Right. So it's our job as professionals to pay them an education. You know, they shouldn't be just coming to claim for you. Um, you're, you're not doing them, you're doing them a disservice. You know, you shouldn't even have them come intern then, you know, you need to, that's going to be part of it. You know, we all earn our stripes, but you need to pay them in that education. So we do have two different curriculums here in Mississippi state. We have a curriculum for unpaid interns that my one assistant overseas Aaron Duval, and then a curriculum for our paid interns in GA that's separate um, because it's preparing them for kind of two different steps. So like unpaid interns is getting to that paid intern GA role. And then um, the paid intern GA one is to get them ready for a, a full-time assistant role. So yeah, it's, it's really huge. And wear your suit. I was always told that as well, you know, you got to train, you got to get after it and do what you need to do. So uh, I think just those different pieces, I'm pretty transparent with them. And these are different things that you guys need to accomplish uh, to be successful, not only here, but just going forward for sure. That is some great leadership uh, advice that I'm, I'm, I'm hearing right now. And, and I think it's very important that you pay your unpaid interns with education. And they're not, they're not janitors, an unpaid janitor. Like they could have gone anywhere to volunteer and, and they're volunteering with you. So at least pay them back with that. Where did this drive to come from to develop your staff? Cause you're kind of actually not kind of, but you're very well known for like developing, you know, your unpaid, like your staff, whether they're a volunteer or they're an assistant, tend to go on and, and do big things in strength and conditioning. Where did your drive come to, you know, you're saying you're doing these personality tests and trying to find out everybody's strength and weaknesses where I know, I mean, you and I have probably both been a part of staffs where there's just like, like where strength coaches show up in the weight room and that's it. Like just be a good strength coach, like weight room wise, but you're talking about, you know, leadership development and knowing your employees, you're kind of running this almost like a, like a fortune 500 company. Like you're like, I'm want to see every strength and weaknesses. I want to develop people where like, where did this come from? Yeah, I guess my biggest thing is I want to surround myself with like-minded people. And my biggest piece, like you were talking about, is just I want people coming in here that want to grow and want to learn. And it's really important for, and the one great thing is my, my one assistant, Aaron Duval and Trey, they both work for me at Clemson and they saw the organization we ran there. And of course that has a, a big influence on me because I worked there for so long, but also I still took bits and pieces from when I worked at Pitt in West Virginia of what I like there as well. And then kind of, of course, putting my own spin on it, you know, as you work around all these different strength coaches throughout your career, you're picking up little things along the way that you really like. Um, but at the end of the day, like I always tell our unpaid interns, like you shouldn't know what your core values are just yet as a coach. Like you're just figuring out, you're navigating it, you know, and 
the one gate ring, the great thing with my two assistants is they understand my expectations for the program and they know um, who to hire and who to bring into it that are going to fit well and fit the mold well here. So I don't want people coming in that one are lazy, you know, like they need to have a strong work ethic and they need to be willing to do all different jobs, you know, like whether it's right now, like I'm out on the floor helping clean, you know, I'm doing everything under the sun, all ends of spectrum. No one's too big for, for any job here. And um, just making sure we hire uh, people that fit our mold and our culture. Um, we don't want to bring in people that don't fit. And I'm lucky to have two assistants that have worked around me for a while and they understand my expectations uh, and they understand the people to bring in that are going to fit that mold, I think is, is really big. Because if you're bringing people around you that don't understand and fit your culture and your program um, and don't see eye to eye, like it's not going to be good for you and it's not going to be good for them either. You know, it's not all me as a director. And I always tell my staff, like I can't run um, this organization without them. Like this is not Stephanie Mock's program. Like one, this is Mississippi State. And two, everyone has a role in this program. Like it's 20% mine, 20% my one assistant, 20% another assistant. Like it's not whatsoever 100% mine. All the stuff that goes bad falls on me for sure. Yeah. But um, whatever percentage you want of this program, you can go and take it. You know, whatever you're bringing to the table, um, you're just bringing more and more of a percentage to the program. And I think it's really important that, as a director, you express to your assistants or whoever's doing the hiring for your unpaid interns or paid interns or GAs, um, understanding like, all right, I'm here to develop people. Like if I know they have the skill sets that they want to be great and maybe they don't have all the knowledge right off the rip, but like you got to think about projectability. So if you have someone that reads every single day and is getting 1% better every single day versus someone that's a little bit lazier, you know, their work ethic isn't as strong. They may start out like an elite level and this is the other person, but if this person is projecting up at this angle, right? And this person reads once a week, like the other person is going to project way higher than them within the year. So I want to bring in people that I can, uh, like you talked about, develop at a high level, um, put the work in and we'll put the, the information in front of them to absorb. Um, example, like our two, like Wednesdays we dedicate for continuing education with the staff. So every Wednesday at 11 o'clock, we do a zoom call cause we need to distance ourselves. Right. Yeah. We do a zoom call and um, like our unpaid interns presented today um, on they all had to go find a podcast or an article and present what they took away from it. Um, and that allows them to start to figure out one, how to look at research articles, you know, Two, like what podcasts out there um, are out there, just period, you know, and then what ones they, they really enjoy and don't enjoy. And then going into next week, we kind of switch it every Wednesday, but we're actually working through the need for speed with Altus, our paid interns are. Um, and the one with the paid interns, they don't have direct team responsibilities. So we want to make sure that we're throwing everything at them to prepare them for that. So they'll be going through need for speed and presenting on that to the rest of the staff. And that's only going to aid everybody else to ask questions and work through that information. Um, but yeah, just continuing to find great resources out there, like such you putting on this podcast, you know, and, and putting great professionals on the podcast to hear out. And even a book that I'm reading right now came from Eric Cressy's podcast, you know, I'm reading a book, it takes what it takes. I'm going to go towards the, the sports psychology realm, but like with COVID-19, um, our sports psychologists are being used at the highest level right now with just everything going on in the world. So trying to make sure I'm not like a one trick pony. You know, I, I need to have a little bit of knowledge in all different areas and not just SNC, but some in sports psych so I can speak that language, athletic training and nutrition as well. I need to have some type of baseline knowledge to at least facilitate all these areas working together for sure. No, definitely. And 
if you're listening to this right now, you're, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's a great commercial on why you should probably try to get involved with, uh, with coach Mox, you know, either intern or GA program. Cause it's a lot of effort. I know it takes a lot of effort to get paid interns or GAs and interns, and then put a lot of effort to develop them and make sure you're always giving back. So I think that's great to hear that you're willing to, you know, find uh find the sources and help help out all the people that you know work with you there at mississippi state so that you're this is no nothing new for you if i were to say that you know female strength coaches are the minority in a male, like the male dominated profession what would you what are or what is some advice you would give to you know a, the female strength coach listening right now whether she's a ga or an intern right now or whether she's an assistant or even a a director like what would you say to her right now yeah I mean I got really lucky to work around a lot of men that empowered women in a sense of responsibilities and having really high expectations Um, whether it was I started out my first internship was with football at West Virginia University with Mike Joseph and Mm. he whenever I interviewed like I was the first female intern they've ever had with football there. And he put me through the nice. ringer to make sure I could handle it. Right. And he knew I could handle it and he had high expectations for me. And you just need to work around men and same thing. Whenever I got to luckily at Pitt, actually, I worked for a, a female director, Kim King there. Um, that was the first female director I had ever seen. Um, and she actually had male teams as well. She had like wrestling, you know, at Pitt, which they're a high caliber wrestling yeah. program. And I went oh, yeah. on to, to Clemson and I told, the directors there, like what my end goal was, and they knew what it would take to get me to that position and do really well at it. And they challenged me, whether it was when I was unpaid intern, I led baseball groups, you know, they, they never batted an eye that because I was a female, um, I couldn't work with male teams or I couldn't lead um, male teams. They knew uh, my expectations for myself and they understood, like they challenged me at a high level and never looked at me as a female, um, which I really appreciated um, as working around men that empower women and, um, really want to see them succeed. And not only like, I think it's really important that I've gotten called about jobs like, Hey, our, our head coach wants to hire a, a female strength coach here at our organization. And it's like, I want to make sure that I'm getting phone calls because of the skill set that I'm bringing to the table, not just because of my gender, you know, and I think right. mm-hmm. one person that's really like led the front with that is Tina Murray. You know, she went from Louisville to now with the Kings and she's really been recognized for what she brings to the table. Um, not just because of her gender, you know, like she's just a very intelligent woman that not only likes, I think women, a lot of the time we get seen as like really good as with relationships, you know, and not so much like technical, tactical research oriented, like Sophia Nemphia is a very intelligent woman as well. Um, we need to kind of, uh, really, make sure we're educating ourselves at the highest level. So when we're sitting at the table, we're bringing a lot. We're not just the female that's sitting there like, Oh, and I'm really good at relationships because we're known to have that like motherly gene. Um, so we, we need to be able to hold our own and, and high level and elite conversations and really become extremely knowledgeable, you know, and at the end of the day, high level organizations are want to want to bring in high level people that bring value. So you need to find a way to bring value other than just being the, the token female that gets hired that maybe you just you get hired a big organization and you get interviewed a bunch. And then like, 
okay, you're the token female. Do you just want to sit in the corner? Do you actually want to bring something, you know, to the organization? I think that's extremely important. So, um, yeah, surrounding yourself with men that have high expectations for you, just because like, of course our field is dominated by men, but I was luckily, I was luckily around a lot of men that knew, um, what I could do. Like they never bat an eye, like, Oh, you like, that's the biggest thing I feel like I get is like, Oh, you like oversee or help with the the male teams as well. It's like, yeah, it's still something that's out there in the world. hundred percent. And that's why like, um, when I get asked this question so frequently, it's definitely still a thing, but I think the more and more that females um, take on, whether it's working with football and baseball, the numbers keep rising, um, the more it'll become a norm, but it still isn't. But I think we got to look back to where things started, you know, and how many females were in the field 10 years ago to where we're at now, but just making sure that we're educating ourselves at a high level because we may get like a bunch of opportunities, whether it's like we have to hire one female at every university. It's like, all right, well, of course you're going to get that opportunity, but you want to make sure that you're a five-star and that opportunity and you're extremely elite and you don't see yourself as like, oh, there's three assistants. Well, I'm the female. So like, I'm not as good as them or I'm not competing with them. Like, no way. Do not sell yourself short, you know? And that's why I knew I wanted to be a director and I surrounded myself men that knew what my expectations and what I wanted to do. And they never batted an eye whatsoever um, of put me under the fire and through the ringer and, and challenging me um, just like they would the male interns or assistants and things like that. So I think, uh, yeah, it comes down to just surrounding yourself with the right people that are elite and want to really push you and see you grow and challenge you at a high level, which I think comes back to just like the culture piece of just like who I surround myself with, you know, um, you're going to end up, mirroring them because you're spending so much time with them as well. I think that's, that's awesome. And it's, it's a good thing to hear that, you know, you were able to be put in those situations, you know, like take on, Hey, here's a, here's the baseball team. Good luck. And it says a lot about who you are and, and what you, what you're capable of. Like, it's, that's great to hear, especially as a, a volunteer intern. I mean, most interns, male or female would just look at this and be like, okay, like, I'm about to take a team, but you know, for you to be able to take it on and be like, Hey, I don't care who you are. Like I'm going to coach the hell out of you. I think that's, that's great. If you could pick up the phone and call coach mock from six years ago, what would you tell her? Oh man, six years ago, coach mock. Oh, um, you know, I really, I would tell her never, uh, you know, to be honest, I've already, I've always had a great deal of um, confidence, but also um, understanding where I'm at and I'm really good at self-reflecting. So I self-reflect like every day on what I can do better. And I think just people's self-awareness, um, sometimes that's what they lack and it really holds them back from really achieving a lot. But um, if I had to call her, what would I tell her, man? I just tell her to keep working her tail off, you know? And I just got so lucky to surround myself with really great professionals in the field that I can trust and rely on, even as I sit in this chair. And I'm like, all right, if I don't know something, who am I going to call? Like, luckily, I can call a lot of my mentors from the past, and I have a lot of great relationships. So um, I would tell Coach Mock six years ago to just absorb everything around her because I was around such great professionals. So take as many notes as you can and ask a lot, a lot of questions um, and really utilize those people around you. And just, you know, 
I was uh, even more energetic back then. So <laughs> sit down and read something for sure. Oh, there you <laughs> so, go. Uh, yeah, I think um, I think just so many young professionals absorb the people around you and um, two ears, one mouth, you know, like if you really take that to heart, like whenever I was working at Clemson, cause that would have been six years ago, um, like as an intern, um, I was around a couple of great professionals. Like if you'd be surprised how, if you sit there and just listen, how much you can absorb, you know, and at the end of the day, as an intern, you're going to an organization or a program to learn what they know, um, not the reverse way around. So, um, just, uh, yeah, so can everything be a sponge, ask good questions. Um, luckily, I'd, I'd get there as early as I could and stay as late as I could and ask questions to the professionals there. So I think um, I'm not one, like if you ask me the question like, oh, if you had to go back, what would you change? Like I wouldn't change anything because it's molded me into the professional I am today. You know, whether it was the mistakes or the, the great decisions that I made, you know, the good days and the bad days, I wouldn't change anything whatsoever. So yeah, call on Coach Mock back then, sit down, read something, ask a lot of questions for sure. Nice. Yes, bud. Yeah, nice. <laughs> that, that's great advice. Great advice. So what's next for Coach Mock? Like what are some exciting things that you got coming up in the future? Are you looking into, you know, certain technologies? Are you guys looking, I know we're coming all, all coming off like a quarantine, but are you, what's, what's next for you? Yeah, I, uh, I really am trying to focus on because a lot of the opportunities I've gotten throughout my career has just come from being great where I'm at, you know, and just taking care of the people around me mm. and uh, just maximizing my situation of my my current spot. And I think going into year three here at Mississippi State, it's been awesome to see, like, at first when I got here, we really didn't have, we didn't have paid interns, we didn't have unpaid interns. Um, just the ability to give back at this point, we've built out our internship to have two paid interns, like, usually four unpaid interns here. Um, so that's, like, six additional people. And the amount of influence that I can have, um, I think now the seat that I sit in, it's more of just, like, giving back, you know, giving back to my assistants, my GAs, my paid interns, my unpaid interns, making sure that I'm taking care of them, just like other people have taken care of me. Um, and good things will come of that, you know? So I think uh, I really just try to focus on where I'm at and making sure that we're doing everything we can for the student athletes. And um, I would just really focus on day-to-day -day tasks and then also uh, reading every day to create the best um, situation for our student athletes from a training standpoint and development standpoint. So whether it's staying on top of different technology that's coming out, you know, are we staying on um, the front end of everything, asking good questions, reaching out to good people, like one of our staff goals, um, especially with COVID-19 and not being able to travel to different conferences is reaching out to a different professional every month um, for continuing education, you know, and that's not only for myself, but for my staff as well, to give them that opportunity to build another relationship with someone out there. Um, in the field. So you might be on the docket, so stay tuned. But um, <laughs> of course. so uh, yeah, I think right now it's just giving back and then just me just reading every day, challenging myself. And then, you know, I lead the front. So whether it's every, every week in our staff meetings, bringing new ideas to the table on how we can develop ourselves and um, making the most of the personnel that I have here now um, and really figuring out like, all right, these are my strengths and weaknesses, you know, and then my two assistants, like I know what they bring to the table skill set wise. So maximizing them, building them up, getting them ready to go on and hopefully take a director role next. And then just how the system's built out. It's like, all right, I build up other people to understand the system. So if someone does leave, like I have other people 
would pick from and things should stay smooth and, and keep turning over. So I think uh, now it's my time to give back and continue to build this program and create the best uh, situation for all our different sports teams here, you know, um, and just really, I try to take the time to understand all sports at the highest level, you know, and luckily I've been exposed to, and I think this is important for young interns coming up in the field, not just being exposed to one sport, you know, you need to expose yourself to like some schools, holy cow, they have 20, 30 Olympic sports, you know, it's fencing to lacrosse, to soccer, to field hockey, you know, expose yourself to as many sports as possible. Um, so you have a wide breadth of knowledge. Don't concentrate yourself too early. Um, it's something that I got really lucky to be exposed to all the Olympic sports, football, um, and then all, like a lot of different Olympic sports going from like being up north at West Virginia and Pitt to coming down south um, and being at Clemson and Mississippi State. Um, it's been a, a breadth of knowledge I've been exposed to and um, continuing to push this program forward 100%. Yeah, absolutely. That is a, a lot of great, great information. And I know the listeners are they should be taking out really good notes or making mental notes. Cause like we said before, we're probably driving and trying to listen to this at the same time. But you know, if uh, any of the listeners wanted to find out what you guys are up to or see or reach, just reach out, what's the best way they can find you? Yeah. So my email, first off, if you want to get to me directly is at S M O C K at athletics.msstate.edu. So hopefully we can figure out a place to just put that. Cause I know, but um, from a program standpoint to see what we're up to at Hill State Strength um, on Instagram is going to be the best spot to come figure out the ins and outs of what's going on with Coach Mock and the staff here. Um, really try to have a balance of putting out great information from a continuing ed standpoint and tech standpoint, but also just kind of showing who we are, who's on staff um, and finding a, a great balance of that family atmosphere along with uh the continued education piece as well. So um, at Hell State Strength is going to be the best spot to find us and what we're up to down here in Mississippi. Nice. And who runs that Hale State? Because it's a really good, you know, Instagram. Yeah. So is it you? Uh, um, it's not me. I'm not taking it at all. Okay. I like okay everything. I'm like, all right, yes, this can go out for sure. Um, whether it's grammatically and everything else, like you were talking about, like you got to be educated up in here for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah but yeah. I have to, last year, Luke Pitts, my paid intern, he really got the ball rolling and really put the envelope. Mm. Um, so I have to give credit to him. And then he handed the baton off to my current graduate assistant, Margot Lee. So all the credit to her. And um, like, I've had different people reach out to us about our Instagram and like how we make some of the infographics and things like that. Yeah. Um, please reach out and I'll point you her way because she's <laughs> killing the game. I have to give all the credit to her and her juice nice. is flowing. And I think uh, it's definitely something like I told her um, that people are looking for on resumes as well. Like kind of going forward, it's like, all right, I'm looking for someone to run this page because the biggest reason we started the at Hill State, at Hill State Strength page is uh, to find interns out there in the country and they can see what we're doing. And like I said, like, are you a good fit? Are you looking to get exposure to some of these different pieces of technology? Um, this is the staff that we have. This is where we've been um, seeing our backgrounds and, and how we all vibe. Well, we got people from all over the country right now. Um, so uh, we definitely have a, a cool staff culturally and um, we really vibe off each other well. And it's a lot of fun. So we like to have a, a happy balance of being able to spend time together outside of work um, and also inside of work, understanding time and place for everything for sure. There was something really you guys, everybody should be looking at and the, 
like Coach Mock said, they're killing the game on the Instagram right now. So it's it's a no, great resource. My, my graduate assistant, my graduate assistant, she's killing the game. I think uh, also like posting stuff, you can you can talk with so many great professionals as well. You know that you not be exposed to if you're not out there on on social media. So we really use it for finding interns, you know, for sure. So reach out to us, and then yeah, also finding other great professionals to to talk to and pick their brains and. I think as a field, just we need to work together to create more worth in ourselves overall, you know, and then also just like um, creating value in our our area of expertise too. So absolutely. No, that is phenomenal. And if you guys haven't seen it, follow them or if you guys are interested in, you know, maybe doing an internship or trying to get a part of this organization, it's all on there and it's a great thing. And Thank you, Coach, for coming on and sharing a little bit about, you know, a great organization you're creating out there for strength conditioning coaches and athletes and everything. And we really appreciate you being on the show today. No, thanks for having me so much. It was great chatting. And uh, yeah, hail state. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Optimum Nutrition Athletics. After dominating the sports nutrition industry for over 30 years, the newly created Optimum Nutrition Athletics brings the same trust and quality at a great price. They've worked hard to put convenient nutritional supplement options in the hands of your athletes. Because of the increased demands, ON now offers their third-party tested NSF certified gold standard whey protein powder in 10 pound bags exclusively for their athletics partners. ON even released ready to drink cartons of their gold standard whey protein shakes for your athletes and coaches that are on the go. Colleges and universities across the country have partnered with ON to give their athletes the highest quality nutritional supplements and ON continues to deliver. They provide flexibility and affordability for all their partners. If you'd like to learn more about their expanding line of supplement products, or if you're interested in becoming a partner, contact ON's Rachel Kravitz on Instagram at ON underscore athletics underscore West, or email rkravitz at glambia.com. This episode is brought to you by Play. Play is a company that I've personally been working with from the start. Everyone at Play works to help strength coaches innovate and find solutions for our profession. From flooring, weight room equipment, outdoor spaces, and everything in between, Play will collaborate with you to find what you need. They work with everyone from professional teams to high schools, and they've always made me feel important and a part of the Play family. Refuse second best with Play. Find them at play.us and let them know Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 sent you. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you to our great guests for taking the time to share their experiences. Thank you to Play and Team Builder for being great companies that help our profession. And most importantly, thank you, the listeners. Please find us on social media at Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Find our show notes on wherever you listen to your podcast. Leave us a rating, comment, and subscribe. And don't forget to say hi. It's great to hear from coaches from around the country. Talk to you all next week on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0.